Here is a sermon message from Somerville Community Baptist Church. To hear more sermons like this, please visit iloveSCBC.org. When I was a kid, my mom told me something that I never thought was true until I grew up. And I recently discovered that it was absolutely true. I bet it's something that you've told your kids or somebody's told you at one time in your life. And it's this. The older you get, the quicker time seems to go by. The older you get, the quicker time seems to go by. How many of you heard this statement and agreed to this? I feel like we've just started 2018. And it's just amazing to realize that we are having the last Sunday service today. And we only have a day and few hours left to begin a new year, 2019. We're about to begin a whole brand new year. And before you know it, it's going to be the end of 2019. And 2020 comes shortly. Time is going to progress. And do you know how people really get this? The people who really get this are the ones who are already buying wrapping paper for their next Christmas. Because they know Christmas is going to be here before you know it. And today, this Sunday is a perfect time that we reflect on our year 2018. I want to ask you to take a few moments to reflect on the things that happened this past year. The goals that you set for this year. The things that you were able to accomplish this year. All these ups and downs and good times and bad times that happened to your life in this year. Then I'm sure some of you reflect on 2018 and thought to yourself, this was one of the most amazing and successful year. I had accomplished a lot. While others of you may have this regrets, frustration, the fact that you weren't able to do much. You wish that you were able to go back to the beginning of this year. By the way, this is also a perfect time that we think about our New Year's resolution that we set for the beginning of this year. Just curious, how many of you have kept your New Year's resolution till today, December 30th? Not many people, I thought so. Here is statistics on the New Year's resolution. About 75% of people who started New Year's resolutions aren't usually going to keep it for the great length of one week, while only 7% of the people achieve their New Year's goal. Then why people's having this New Year's resolution? I think there is this implicit desire in our heart to progress. We want to grow, we want to learn, we want to mature to become the person that we want to be. We want to grow into the person that God made us to be. But another perpetuating factor of the New Year's resolution is this. If we are honest, I believe most of us feel really unfinished. You have a marriage that's definitely unfinished. The marriage is patched together and it is hanging by a thread, and you don't know how to get it back. Maybe for you, it's an addiction. You wanted to finish it, get it over, overcome it. So you've been trying, trying hard. But in this last Sunday of 2018, 
you feel like it's totally unfinished. Maybe it's your relationship with your kids or your parents. Maybe it's how you handle your finances. Most of us have this deep sense in our life that we feel like we are unfinished. We feel like we are home that is half-built, project that is a half-started relationship that is only half-developed. That's why in the new year, we make our minds again to try to finish these unfinished works. So today, that's what I want to talk about. And I entitled today's message, Unfinished. Through this message, I want to give you some wisdom from the Word of God. And especially, I want to give you some encouragement that God is still at work in your life. The God who created you, loved you, and God has brought you into being with this divine purpose and destiny that He is still at work in your life. And I'll do that by focusing on just one verse, which I think is so deep and thick enough to convince us about the God who's been shaping us for His purpose and His destiny. And I believe if you grasp this verse, sink it into your bones, and comprehend the depth of God's love and what He has done, what He's doing, and what He will do in your life as time progresses, you will be able to have the power, wisdom to finish your unfinished works, project, and business in your life. And today's passage is taken from the book of Philippians. As many of you are aware, the context of the book of Philippians is this. The Apostle Paul, the missionary, one of the first founders of Christianity, who went around the entire world preaching the message of Jesus. He has written a letter from a jail to a group of people who have said yes to Jesus, who started to following him and started to see God was doing a tremendous work in their life. These are normal people, craftsmen, carpenters, cooks, teachers, who once believed the word was made up of many gods, but they came to believe that Jesus was the one true God. And God was producing such tremendous fruit in their life and in their community that Paul writes a letter. And in this letter, he uses the word joy more times than he uses that word in all of his other letters combined. He was so thrilled. He was so excited about what God is will be doing in the lives of the people in the church of Philippi. And he writes this letter, and today's passage arises from a prayer of thanksgiving, the first chapter, where God is being praised, where God is being thanked for the works that he is doing. And this is a key verse to look back on your unfinished works in 2018 and to unlock to do in 2019. Paul tells, he tells them this verse, verse 6 of the first chapter, that we've all come to love, the verse that we've all come to know, the verse that pretty much sets the structure for this entire section of the book of Philippians. And I'm sure many of you even memorize this verse. He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. Being confident of this, he who began in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. 
What a wonderful and encouraging verse that God has given us. God will begin a good work. He will bring it to completion. I've seen many Christians hold on to this verse, putting it to their car, their house, on t-shirts, on their Facebook main page. But I think if people really understood what it was really saying here, they wouldn't be so quick to endorse it. What do I mean by that? This verse, before it gives us any encouragement, it was a slap on our face. This verse crumbles your pride before it encourages you with anything at all. Before it's an encouragement, it's an indictment because it says, He who began will complete. Which means you cannot begin. You will not complete. Paul is saying that God began to good work in you and it will be God who completes the work in you. This verse is an indictment on human pride. This verse is disorienting. This is a baffling for the modern people who are so self-oriented, so addicted and idolized to their freedom and their autonomy, and so idolized their self-made empire. I'm afraid that even in the most of evangelical churches today, the main message that's being taught is motivational self-help or pop psych psychology. But the Bible and this verse undercuts through all of that and it says you cannot help yourself. You cannot help yourself. God's opinion is that He must help you in order for you to have any hope whatsoever. Your pride in this verse is being dismantled before your very eyes as Paul gives you a great reminder of how weak you really are. Paul's confidence is not in the Philippian church. His confidence is not grounded in their strength, in their ability, in their power. His strength, his confidence is not grounded in anything else other than God himself. He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. This verse is a great reminder that God will not loosen his grip. He will not let go of you. He will not slack his grip on any kinds of circumstances that you are facing. He has set his gaze on you and he does not intend to lose his focus on you. This is an incredible encouragement from this one verse. But in order for us to embrace this, this great encouragement, there is one condition that we have to keep. It is to break our own self-centered life and admitting that God is initiator. God is in charge. God who began a good work, He initiated. He is the one who is working with us and through us and by us. And also what's fascinating about this passage is though, you think it would use the preposition for in this verse. He who began a good work for us will bring it on to completion. But it doesn't use that word for. Which word does Paul use here? Right. Preposition in. Why Paul use the word in here? I believe that's because God is saying that I begin and I complete the work. But it is you 
whom I'm going to use. I am the initiator and closer of all these good works, but I am going to fulfill this good work through you. I am going to do the good work that is in you. In other words, the source of God's activity is in our life. It's not something that God can do for us, but it is something that God is doing in us. And most of us get really frustrated with God when we ask for something and God wants to do something in us instead. God, you know I asked for this. God, I begged for this. And you didn't give it to me. Therefore, I'm going to reject you. I'm not going to have good relationship with you because I wanted you to do this for me. And all the while, then I'm sure this is what God would say. I never promised you for that. But what I did promise for you is this. I do something in you. See, God's vision for the world is to put his people on display who look and love and feel like Jesus did. And the only way God is doing is through you, by you. God is doing all the good work in you. God who begin a good work in you. And then the last part is that God will bring it on to completion. He will carry it on to completion. Isn't that comforting? Isn't that also relieved that God who will be finishing, he's not an initiator, but he is also closer. All we have to do is a connecting while God does completion. All we have to do is connecting while God does perfecting. The only responsibility you and I have is to put ourselves under the living fountain that is the love and destiny of God and let Him wash over us. God began this work in us and we didn't begin it ourselves. I know I didn't. It wasn't that about 10 years ago that I used the Google search, what is the most prestigious and noble job in the world? And then one of the reserves was pastor. Oh, that's right, I want to be a pastor. That wasn't the reason that I chose to be a pastor. If anybody knows me before, this vocation will be the last one that I'll be in. But about 10 years ago, God told me that, David, I have a purpose for you in your life. I know it's not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. It takes a lot of sacrifice and dedication. But hold on my hand. You just connect with me. You do the connecting, then I will do the completion. You do the connecting, then I will do the perfecting. I read a story that inspired me last year about a man named Gax Felipe, who was a refuge from war-torn country, Yugoslavia. And he always wanted to be an educated man, but this war-torn country didn't afford him to be so. So he fled in his 20 with a nothing but few bucks and a hope of America dream. He came American. Couldn't speak English well, but needed to make his living. So he settled to be a janitor. 
For about 15 years, he was working as a janitor at Columbia University, scrapping the bathrooms and mopping the floors 60 hours a week. Then one day, he found out that at Columbia University, as an employee there, he didn't have to pay for the classes to pursue his degree in that Ivy League school. He could take his degree there, that Ivy League school, for free. And Gox thought to himself in his 40s, and this perhaps will be my last chance. So he started taking night classes, morning classes, in between break times, he went to the student union building that he cleaned. Countless days, he stayed up whole night to prepare and write for the classes and went to his class in the morning. And finally, in 2012, at the age of 52, Columbia University proudly graduated summa cum laude, their janitor, Gak's Felipe. If there is not a better living example as a power of this man who completed his unfinished work, he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. And my question for you, brothers and sisters, are you willing to trust God again? Are you willing to follow God again? Are you willing to do the connecting and allow God to do the perfecting in your life. Rekindle your passion that God has for you. Reignite your dream and the vision that God has given in your life. Because God, who began a good work in you, will carry it on to completion. May God bless you and His Word. And God's people said, Amen.